0: The Cricket Podcast
1: I think it should never be
0: permitted
2: to happen again
1: That is very good Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast With me, Jack Hope, Ross Legg Hello, it's good to be back And Matthew Brown Hello um, obviously, it's uh, it's it's lockdown times, so we are recording this podcast remotely, which is a first for us, uh, and has been a bit of a challenge. It's it's been maybe a six week challenge to get over, lad. <laughs> well, let's wait. Let's wait to the end before we work out whether we've fully got over it. Yeah, well, yeah, like don't pat ourselves on the back too early. Um, I think it's
2: almost a testament to what we've been doing in uh, in quarantine, though. If you think about it, it's taken us six weeks for us to get to the level of boredom to revert to doing a podcast, which unfortunately a lot of other people haven't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, this is going to be the format of our of our um, digital show. Uh, We're going to start with um, a discussion about. Cricket or the lack of cricket, that's going to be called the Corona Fivers, which will be hosted by Max. He's going to talk uh, about that. That is not that at all contrived. I,
2: I like how you've thrown in the word digital into the introduction to make you sound like you know what it's all yeah, going to be. Yeah, because um, the podcast
0: I, I... normally is delivered through an analogue medium, isn't it? To to our
2: listeners. (laughs) It's 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 typically Morse code. The the, the fun of a podcast is to decipher it the other
1: end. Look, lads, I'm trying to upskill, and uh, by including words like digital in my vocabulary, I will be able to pitch (laughs) myself as a more uh, competent member of the workforce. Um, Nice. I've also got here, Max, that you will be the Cricket Podcast's Corona Spondent. Oh, that's better. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um,
2: Uh, and well, I, do you, what's, what's extra good about that is max is annoyed he didn't come up with it
1: himself <laughs> um, after we've covered uh that which we, which we will keep short we're going to try and keep that to five minutes if so if you're bored of coronavirus you can skip ahead Um we're going to take a look we're going to take a look back at um some old cricket um very briefly I, I i was going to do a thing about cricket um coin tosses but actually that was quite boring so <laughs> um, <laughs> that initial idea morphed into a discussion about how to win super overs so we'll see how that goes um then okay. Ross I think you're going to be uh talking about some more digital cricket
2: I'm indeed I'm going to have a look at um, some of the cricket games that are available at the moment and uh just highlights how they haven't really changed
1: in the last 20 years um I, I'm uh, on the edge of my seat for that uh and then, and then finally, we are launching our Hall of Fame, which I think is overdue, to be honest. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, because everyone's wondering, who, who did the cricket podcast guys really rate? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um, finally, uh, a, a little bit of any AOB for, for us. Um, about a month ago, we hosted a quiz. Uh, many thanks to those of you who, who participated. Um, at the last count, Ross, how much money have we raised for charity? Uh, just over £400 for St George's Hospice, so uh, well done us. And um, if people who listen to the podcast and didn't participate in the quiz but would like to donate want to donate, how can they do that?
2: Uh, they can go to our Twitter page, go on to JustGiving, um, which is justgiving.com forward slash the cricket podcast and they'll be able to donate through there. Um, and I also think... By popular demand, there should be another cricket quiz in the near future that you can participate in.
1: Well, let's see how... I the, didn't realise one request way. was popularity
0: these days, Ross, but... <laughs> that's the new world we live that's in.
2: It. it seems
1: to have got us to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you ready for this week's first question of the week? Yes, team leader. Uh, so, during during the time, uh, the, the times of COVID... Um, have you been gifted or purchased for yourself as, as as a as a personal gift any cricket related items,
0: Max? Um, yeah. Well, so my my birthday was actually the thirteenth of March, which was about two weeks before the official start of lockdown. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I got a cricket helmet for yeah. my birthday, which I was very <laughs> excited to um to get out for the summer and start using. Uh, it's nice. It's it's, it's team colours, you no know, lovely maroon. Oh.
2: You've got a a maroon helmet. helmet. (laughs) I've got a maroon helmet. You've got to be a seriously good cricket player to
1: wear a maroon (laughs) helmet, mate. Well, fortunately, Ross,
0: um,
2: that's exactly (laughs) what I am.
1: Yeah, and you can lend it to other people if not. um... Well, I don't know. Maybe uh, not. Max, you don't have
2: to have it in your room right now, do you? Because we're obviously doing this over Zoom. Could could you could you put it on for us?
0: Uh, I could, but I'm not going to.
1: We'll take a picture and we'll tweet it later. Yeah, Um... that sounds good. I received a gift. Um, I received from my grandma uh, the Playfair Cricket Annual
2: 2019.
1: Okay. Um, she... It sounds like something that doesn't have the official rights to the names. <laughs> no, it's, it has got the official rights, I, I, as I understand. Um, I got this. My, so my grandma was in a National Trust bookstore, um, saw it with a cricket book, knew I liked cricket, but she didn't have her reading glasses with her, so... <laughs> So she picked it up without knowing what the contents were. Do you want to have a guess at what the contents of the Playfair Cricket Annual 2019
2: is? Uh, uh, I'm,
1: ho- I'm hoping it's
2: all about insects,
1: mate. No. It is a list of every single county, cri- county cricket fixture, full scoreboard, um, between March 2018 and September tw- uh, 2018. As well as every single test match scoreboard between scorecards between March 2018 and February 2019, so if I want to look up who um, who scored the runs in South Africa v Pakistan, uh, twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth of December 2018, I can now do that without having to log into Cricket Info.
2: Go, you're a lucky lucky boy. Yeah.
1: Um, Ross, have you received anything or bought anything? Uh,
2: I've I've done I've done two two things. So um, one, I decided to. that I treat myself to some new cricket pads this year mm-hmm. and donate my existing cricket pads to the cricket club. Um, and I bought some Willow Twin ones, which is kind of a, an independent uh, manufacturer, and they've got a um, gold, no, a golden tree logo embossing on them, so they look quite smart. And I really can't wait to actually look so good getting a first ball or wearing them. Yeah. Um, so if you want Ross,
0: that. I can lend you my helmet as well, and you can look even more.
2: I would uh, definitely have all the gear, no idea. Um, I've also got my bat refurbished, so um, that is literally, just, I just look at it longingly, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Just uh, hoping one day to get back out there. Um, but then I actually had quite an interesting story, so um, I was sitting there going, well I've got so much time on my hands, I quite like to read, so uh, I thought I'd uh, order a few books from my local uh, local independent store. And uh, on their website, it said, could you please um, phone up as we're struggling with the technology? I was like, yeah, not a problem. So uh, I phoned them up and said, uh, can I have Cricket 2.0, which I think is um, Freddie Wilde's new um, book, uh, all about the T20 revolution, um, yet to start it, um, and Shane Warne's autobiography. And they were like, yeah, of course, um, we've just got that one in, speaking about Cricket 2.0, and uh, we've been trying to get rid of that other one for ages. And I was like, well, okay, we was- it's not that it's not that old, and Shane Ward's pretty big. Um, what turns up? Cricket 2.0, and then X Factor and Corrie Star. So Coronation Street for those of you who don't know. Um, Shane Ward's autobro <laughs> What's
0: that called? Uh, uh,
2: it's just called Shane Ward. Uh. My story. So um. I, it's, it's my fault. I should have said. I should have enunciated better, um, and uh, called it by its proper title, which I think is No Spin. But.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking of No Spin, I I might have mentioned this on the show before, but my brother works for the publisher that released uh, No Spin in the UK. The original cover art for Shane Warren um, No mm. Spin that that autobiography uh, featured a baseball. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, did, did your brother
1: point that uh, out I did, uh, you know, did get <laughs> pointed out for them they, they, so there is out there genuinely um, a proof I think with um, <laughs> with a baseball on the front instead of a <laughs> cricket ball <laughs> um, uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's the, the, the the question for this week and um, the final thing we'd like to mention in the introduction is that we have a sponsor slash co-collaborator um, for this episode uh, we would like to point you in the direction of the Vox Cricket magazine. Uh, Vox Cricket is a new independent digital cricket magazine which you can read for free. Um, check them out on Twitter, at Vox Cricket, uh, for a link to their website and the magazine. Uh, the next issue is out on Monday, so Monday the 11th of May. Um, we'll we finally hit the big Monday. time. Yeah. Um, we'll... Nothing like
2: being in a free magazine to get the, readers, <laughs> get the listeners in.
1: Um, we should also mention that you can find us on Twitter. Um, at the cricket pod uh, or drop us an email um, on the cricket pod at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's everything for the intro. So, Max, uh, Corona respondent, when we come back, you have five minutes to talk about um, coronavirus and, and cricket.
0: All right, I better set the
2: stopwatch.
1: <laughs> what a joy.
0: <laughs> Morning,
2: everyone. It's uh, not exactly what we wanted to see in the three umpires Daryl Hare, and Terry Prue, and Len King just going out uh, to see what they can do and to see if there's any decision that uh, they might be able to make. At the moment, it's only going to be that they'll make another inspection a little later on when uh, they can uh, say that the, the virus has stopped and then perhaps there might be the chance of a, a later start. It remains uh, very frustrating. They're going off. The uncle- and that is it
0: that is it
1: So we've come up with a new concept here at the Cricket Podcast. We're, we're bored of coronavirus. Well, I certainly am. I don't know about you two. Um, just constant, isn't it? Nagging. Well, yeah, well,
2: yeah. Are we going to provide a reassuring message to our dear listeners? No, what
1: we're going to do is we're going to pack all the coronavirus news into the next five minutes. So nice. uh, on our countdown, Max is going to start. Uh, and, and then after the five minutes is up, we're going, to, we're going to call it a day. Cut to one of Robin's jingles. And then come back with a discussion about coin tosses that doesn't last as long as it was originally intended, moving into <laughs> moving into um, a discussion about superovers. Is, is that clear? Yep. So, Max, your time starts now. Right. Thank you. So uh, what I'm not going to do
0: is sit here and ruminate about what the potential impacts of COVID-19 will be on the world of cricket. Because... Uh, everyone's probably had just about enough of people's opinions on that within about a week. Um, I don't really have a clue, and no one else really has a clue, and anyone who professes otherwise uh, is talking out their ass. Um, but, I mean, the main things to uh, the 100's been postponed, England's series with the West Indies has been postponed, and none of us can play cricket. Um, on the 100. Two of the
2: most devastating things. Possibly. yeah well
0: on on the hundred being postponed uh, I saw an interesting thread on Twitter so this is this is where I segue out of coronavirus and into moaning about the hundred um, uh, so Katie levick tweeted about the postponement saying um, that people celebrating its delay are actually just celebrating unemployment thought um, it was actually a really interesting point to bring up because um, she and a lot of female cricketers are actually you know banking on money from their hundred contracts over the summer as their main source of mm-hmm. income. And, and a lot of them are going to be missing out on that. And, um, Charlotte Edwards has also spoken about it being bad for the development of women's cricket. Um, and I think they're really important points that to bring up and very valid and a lot of things that people might not have thought about. Um, but that doesn't make the argument itself very good because as, as far as I'm concerned, um, the problem isn't people being glad about the hundred being postponed. It's the hundred, and the ECB's approach to trying to develop women's cricket. Um, if you consider the Kia Super League, uh, which started in 2016 and has become more and more popular over the last few years, I mean it's it's not perfect. There were six teams franchised in some odd places. Loughborough, looking at you. Um, but you know it was it was going well. The tenancies were up. They were doing last year. They did some back-to-back games with the Blast, which were really su- successful. Uh, it was the 2020 World Cup this year, which got um, 1.1 billion video views on ICC's digital platforms, which made it their second most popular event ever, behind the 50-over World Cup last year. Um, so I, I'd say that's probably a really good
2: platform from which to spring domestic women's cricket in this country, right? I mean, it is classic ECB, isn't it? Why, why, why don't we let's ride the crest of this wave of popularity by killing a competition <laughs> and starting a new one with different rules. Exactly.
0: Um, so, and in 2017, we also hosted and won the Women's 50 Over World Cup in like a really, really exciting final, and the semi-final was really good as well. And we're like Anya Shrubsole mm. taking six for to, to Sports bring the game home.
2: Yeah. Or sports
0: teams' personality of the year. For, yeah, so um, that's another great platform uh, for the women's game, which you would think. Um, but instead, we've got them all playing not cricket. Um, so that's good. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, one good thing is that they have at least aligned the men's and women's 100, which gives it greater visibility. But um, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, and I think a lot of other people who like cricket, the 100 is just a total sideshow. And a bit of a joke, and uh, you know, I get this trying to bring new people into cricket, but there's still a huge number of like core cricket fans that the women's game can expand into and get watching. And um, uh, the, the ECB have basically just chucked all their eggs in, in the hundred basket, and um, I, yeah, that's left left them in a pretty precarious position. Really, like women's professional cricket in this country is now dependent on the hundred success, which is I would say not guaranteed. So, um, yeah,
1: I, it's interesting as well that they've taken that approach, because in other sports that um, women play, they've not reinvented the whole sport to make it more accessible. <laughs> like, women footballers don't play for 75 minutes, or, um, yeah. like well, you know <laughs> what make,
2: I mean? Make, make, make the pitch smaller, less players,
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and at
2: half-time we do a raffle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, so, so what other news do you have for us max
0: um well I was just not so much news but um, one sort of maybe suggestion um if we want when we get back in out into the into the big bad world and play cricket again mm-hmm. if we want to keep things looking as normal as possible I would suggest that actually not the blast is the competition to to put put to, to stick with because it's got the highest revenues but actually the uh, the county championship is the way to go because the difference between County Championship normally and county County Championship behind closed doors will be pretty much zero. So just yeah. crack on with that, really. That's that's my. Do thought. you
1: think if they just started televising all County Championship matches, they started playing and televising all County Championship matches, there would be um, a demand for that from the British public in terms of watching? I I'd watch it. I
0: don't know. I don't know if I could speak for the British public, but I. I I, a lot of the counties stream their games, their home county championship games, on their websites and on YouTube, but with just the square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's good. Like people watch that, and um, I mean, there my are some favorite ridiculously kids. exciting games that happen that people don't really get to watch because it all happens during the week while everyone's
1: at work, as we as we've spoken yeah. about before.
0: Um, um,
1: so yeah, I think my favorite definitely... one of my favorite things about those camera angles is that occasionally you'll get like the Twitter intern or whoever does the Twitter for. Sussex County Cricket Club they'll be like what a catch and you just won't be able to see the catch see the <laughs> you walk off. and off that, that happens regularly <laughs> so, uh, yeah uh, okay well, that's um, that's all exciting stuff. And I,
2: also, I also think because no other cricket's on at the moment the county championship being televised you'd get the best commentators on it as well which does make a real mm-hmm. difference Mm. Yeah. So the, if the if the production value goes up, then actually the whole spectacle itself goes up, and therefore it's going to be more watchable to the public. Yeah. Um, and there's Max. We're well, just going back to your point around um, kind of women's cricket. And uh-huh. um, they they do it, trying to get more and more cricket fans is kind of, it's a, it's a valiant effort, but it comes at a point where what is the the cost of the next customer kind of thing? If you've already got a kind of loyal base of followers. And yes, you, sometimes things aren't sustainable. But surely the record sales for the T Twenty Blast all of last year should be a sufficient sign that actually you don't need to do millions and millions of pounds in marketing a new yeah. um, tournament with 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 no um, kind of certain return. Throwing
0: the uh, law of diminishing returns, as there, Ross.
2: I think we're. Are you suggesting the, the ECB
0: need to get some consultants in, perhaps?
2: I am. Uh, I am available. <laughs> I've got a tie if you need needs be ECB. Um, we, we've got
1: five seconds left, Max.
0: Coronavirus. Many people suffer the embarrassment of being ridiculously tall and spindly. Isn't
1: that right, Beaker? At the end of the day, you've got to try and back yourself and back the strengths and, and, and kind of the reasons why you've been picked. So, yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully we can get stuck in and, and really build a, build a kind
2: of opening stand this week. Make... Jennings goes for naught. It's one for one. I can make my I it that is it indeed Jennings gets his
1: second hundred that was good stuff Max um, I listened to all of it, it <laughs> well, <stressed>. well, <laughs> I didn't adjust my microphone or headphones at all during any of that um, so keep it up and I look forward to hearing about a similar topic next week
2: I'm actually looking forward to uh, looking at the stats on where people have listened to the show, Max, and how many people actually pressed the skip fifteen seconds, and how many times they did in
1: your bit. Oh, that'd be good, yeah. Um, I'll make the stats next week. Yeah, Um, I was going to do a bit this week on some of the little rituals in cricket that we're missing, uh, and and one uh, that I came up with was the toss because. uh, you know, it gives you that feeling that, that something good is about to happen here. Someone tells you who won the toss and whether it's going to be batting or bowling, whether you're playing the game or watching it. It, it sets out the day. You know uh, when, from, from the point the captain tells you what you're doing or, or, or uh, Nassau Hussein tells you what uh, England are doing, um, <laughs> the something's going to go down and you'll probably enjoy it. Um, but if you don't, you know in what order you'll be <laughs> not enjoying uh, the parts of the day. Um, but I didn't get that far in it. Um, do you want to hear what I, what I did come up with? Absolutely, of course. And um, so I, I it's rather than look at um, be too romantic, I, I just went with um, times people have won the toss and done something stupid, uh, and I came up with three occasions uh, before I realised it was actually a really boring topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first was um, Nassu Hussein choosing to bowl in Brisbane. Um, that's quite famous. Uh, yep. If you watch cricket, you'll hear Nassu saying talking about that fairly regularly because people do like to bring it up. Um, England lost that game by, I think, 384 runs. Um, Probably not the worst defeat on tour. No, uh, maybe not. It wasn't great, though, was it? <laughs> Probably innings defeat in there somewhere. <laughs> um, the next one was Ponting, again, choosing to bowl at Edgbaston um, in 2005. Uh, England memorably went on to score 400 uh, that day um, a, a good day I think for English cricket a legendary day probably for English, English cricket Shane Warne said that was the um, the worst decision a captain had ever made in a team he was playing in <laughs> strong words um, and then finally uh, I had England scoring 400 uh, no that, I'm just reading the same line again I'm, that's <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, no, nice to see the um, quality hasn't diminished exactly
1: <laughs> um, normally we'd be able to edit that out but we have to live with that mistake now uh, the, the final one I had was Ganguly choosing to bowl first in the 2003 World Cup final uh, one for our Indian listeners uh, it was an absolute road um, first over do you want to guess how many runs that went for 18 mm, just a little slightly under 15 here Khan's first over went for 15 Australia scored 360. Um, Good choice, (laughs) Seraf.
2: Talk about bringing it the best to the final. Yeah,
1: Um, but instead of that, um, what I did when I was preparing for this podcast was I read through uh, some of the Vox Cricket magazine articles, uh, and I saw one about superovers. Um, I think it's probably fair to say that the superover is the most dramatic thing that can happen in cricket. Um. that and the man cad (laughs) yeah Um, what about a man cad uh, on a super over oh my god (laughs) a man cad to win a super over Uh, (laughs) um, to be honest I think you could probably characterise cricket as uh, as, it's one of those boring sports where sometimes something exciting happens Uh, is that fair to say do
2: you know well, we'll see. I think it's quite exciting. Anyway, right,
0: well, I I don't. Uh, I'd say I'd say it's a sport where the exciting moments are all built up to their crescendo by
1: the ongoing well, game of cricket itself, and the whole package see, is what what makes it so thrilling. This is this is the next one I was going to get to, but the super over yeah, it takes all of the exciting moments that you'd normally get over three hours or six hours, mm. um, and it puts them in twelve balls. Um, but it also keeps. The, the build-up of the tension, because the three or the six hours has already happened, so you've got all of the effort that everyone's put into it on the line for 15 minutes or 10 minutes uh, in, in, in 12 balls. Um, massive stakes and, uh, and a short period of time. I think, I think it's cricket at its best, basically.
2: Yeah, I, I I probably agree, and there's no, no one's going to disagree that the final this year or not last year was just unbelievable.
1: So yeah, I mean, before I get in, the, the the article that I read was a about, about a guy called um, Ed Davis, and it was about how you win a super over. Ed Davis is a cricket cricket data person, um, so he should know. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, uh, off the top of your head and I am expecting a wide array of answers. What's your favourite super over?
2: Uh, Well, it's it's obviously England winning against New Zealand, isn't it? (laughs)
1: Max? Um, My favourite
0: super over is from the England West Indies series, probably, what, five years ago? Where Chris Jordan, I think, conceded three runs. That's impressive.
1: That is really impressive.
2: Didn't the Kiwis, weren't the Kiwis part of it last year? Like, they were part of three or four? No, they had a series against India where it kept going on.
1: Um, I, I think, in some ways, this article should have been just emailed straight over to Kane Williamson. Um, <laughs> do, do, do you want to know how Ed Davis thinks you you should play to win a Super Over? That first. Yeah, you, you know, I'm, ge- I'm, ge- I'm guessing
2: it comes. It should. Uh, it should be bowl Colin de Grandholm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's that's sort of in there. There's a seven point plan basically. Um, he's definitely a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> um, or a politician. He, well, he's, He's a freelance data guy Is his Twitter thing um, So he probably is a consultant Yeah. Um, first of all Before we get into that um, In the 66 Superovers That he was looking at it, uh, well, No in the 120 Fucking hell blown that Of the 132 Superovers In elite cricket It's 66 all Between the team That bats and bowls for us Oh, oh, Max, you, Max you, your face was genuinely excited <laughs> by that great. that's cracking um, but, but Ed Davis thinks the team batting first should have an, exa- uh, an advantage overall anyway he's, here is the, um, the, 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 well, the 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 seven points the first point um, is that you need to score a minimum of 12 uh, and if you can get to 14 that's like the, the sweet spot Um, Teams that have scored 14 runs in the batting first and super-over have won 16 of the 24 uh, super-overs that's happened in. Um, Max, another one for you here. Nobody has ever chased more than 19. Mm -hmm. Um, On the other hand, if you score below 10, of the 13 times that's happened, the side-chasing has only lost twice. So basically, go mental, um, if you were wondering. Some of these are quite obvious, I will say. Yeah. Rule two. Pick a batsman who's been in the middle recently. Um, again, I'm not going to go into the, uh, into the numbers here because he talked about this in quite a lot of detail. And frankly, it would be boring. Um, <laughs> but it's a pretty well observed rule that if a batsman has been batting, they tend to score more quickly than if they haven't been batting. And then they start batting.
2: Yeah, because they're in, right? Exactly. Yeah. ultimately well, they, this, they've, got, they've got the pace of the pitch. Is this yeah. going to
0: lead into stats about the team batting second in the in the actual game mm-hmm. winning? Not really. That's a shame um, because
1: it's sixty-six all, isn't
0: it? Yeah, between the and team. The no, but the team right. batting first in the super over.
1: But it's always it just flips round. Oh, does it? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Or it goes again. I'm sorry. Um, rule three. If you lose a wicket, keep going ballistic. So this is a thing that teams don't do. They, you've got to chase the uh, magic number, what was it, 12. You want to score 12. Yep. Um, sometimes teams lose a wicket and they're like, oh, if we lose another one, we're going to be bowled out for two and that'll be embarrassing. Um, a bit like goalkeepers in football, I suppose, who... Um, do you not, do you not get die. an
2: unlimited amount of wickets?
1: No. no one. Have, I think you have two. You've got one. You one. two. Well, oh, you're allowed, well, yeah, you're
0: allowed one player to get out from the second one, that's it.
1: Yeah, but like, the way it works in cricket, matches, and I'm surprised you don't know this, actually. Okay, Jack, well, let's move the... on to the next point. <laughs> that you, you just say the number that you've got. So you've got ten wickets when you bat normally. Yeah, so yeah. you've got one wicket in the you Super Bowl. You don't say no, you've got nine, because then when you're in... <laughs> Anyway, well,
2: look, semantic. <laughs> I, I think I think that's rubbish. I think they should have I think you should have as many wickets as you like.
1: Well you could alright, well right. To I'd the, rather
2: I'd rather see it's a much better spectacle. If you get if you lose two wickets in your first two balls and it's all over. What's the point? That's not a good well, spectacle. I mean it's not
1: it's a super i, what more do you want? <laughs> Why don't you play? I buy want, it to I want six one? balls, that's what I want. <laughs> I, well, I guess you've got a point. Yeah. Um whatever you, you, you start a letter campaign or something I don't know uh, <laughs> rule 4 uh, and I think this is really obvious but if you're batting second keep calm um, <laughs> oh, um, honestly this guy
2: is such a consultant it is a, I've done all of this research <laughs> I'm just going to tell you exactly what you already know um, Have we got so stats on just,
1: players who've kept calm in the second innings of the Super Over well look Lance, just to reiterate for both of you you're mocking, mocking uh, Ed Davis here but but he says do not panic. So don't do anything like close your eyes or <laughs> uh, run yourself. <laughs> <through>. That classic <laughs> professional cricketer thing to do. I'm going to close my eyes at this. Um, what you want to do is you want to try and score the number of runs that you need to win. There you are. Um, and I, I think we're like, mocking it a little bit, but uh, a good example of, the, of this, in the, in, the, in the World Cup 2 programme, didn't Stokes hit a full toss for two instead of blasting it into the crowd and maybe being out?
2: No, that was, was in the last over of the game mean it's the
1: same principle applies doesn't it it's so you've got to keep yourself if you're batting second you've got a uh, even if it, if it, even if it means make make it so you need six off the last ball instead of um, it being impossible that's what you need to play for isn't it mm-hmm.
2: um,
1: rule five and um, I think we can maybe go into this in, in more detail in another episode because this is quite an interesting thing so when you've read your Freddie Wilde book um, Ross, you can come back yep. with some stuff on this. But in a super over, you get to pick who bowls after you know who the batsman will be. Um, okay. So you got to think about the matchup. Yes, it's, it's a real matchup. It's the prime matchup time. Uh, and this, uh, as you joked earlier, this is why New Zealand should have gone with the grandad in the in the World Cup final. He was unplayable that day. Yeah. Um, but instead, he went with Bolt, and um, the rest is history.
2: But there, there is that thing, right? So he went with Bolt. Bolt was clearly one of the best bowlers in the world, but yeah. Clearly, and it would have been serious egg on Kane Williamson's face if he would have picked a granddad, and he would have been launched. It would have
1: been fucking genius if he'd won, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been, I, I, I would like to think if I was Kane Williamson, I would have picked Colin de. Grandad. I would definitely have done that. I, I've made mistakes like that when I've been a captain, so and you've got such an illustrious career I've I've put my money where my mouth is when it comes to bowling people who are clearly not capable of doing the tasks that that they've been given so what's
2: point So six we've talked about matchups point six
1: Um, and again I think this is an obvious one but I reckon a lot of teams fuck it up Um, put the best batsman on strike first you pick three don't put them don't put your best batsman at three or two put them at one (laughs) <laughs> um, but I, I genuinely I, look I've not looked into the stats on this I think it was top touch upon in the article but um, you've only got six balls if they face, if your best batsman faces four of the six balls you've done well they'll mm-hmm. probably score you enough runs won't they yeah and um, final rule and this is a new one prepare for a second super over oh okay there we are um, they're the seven rules uh, what what do you think boys I, I quite like them I quite it's, it's very simple
2: mm. have you have you ever been in a super over no nah. uh, no I've been, I've been in um, no I haven't that's a lot no no uh,
1: well, I was going I was
2: going to say I've been, I've been in the situation where we've got wickets in hand but there's only a small amount we've got one or two wickets in hand a, and there was there's a target to get which is like 10 to 15 so back batted it's second
1: just... um <laughs> <laughs> have, um, has anyone been in a game that's been tied? Yep,
2: I've been in two. I think, yeah, maybe
0: three. I have been in a couple of tied
1: games.
2: Hmm. Um, hopefully, there's so uh, Here's a question for you: So, yeah. if you were doing a super over yeah. and you had three, you had three batsmen to choose.
1: Okay,
2: say you're say you're in the IPL, so you pretty much could choose any three batsmen. Yeah, who 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 are you picking? Uh, are, you, are you are you going for a big hitter like Chris Gayle? as Number one.
1: I don't Dre think, Russ, I think. But, I, I think Dray Russ has got an Apache record in Super Overs but probably him. Uh the number one, but miles is Rohit Sharma. That mm, I like. Yeah. Um, then I might go with Josh Butler because mm-hmm. I think he can hit the ball everywhere.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: and then Dre Russ is probably in there
2: and there's, that, there's those bits So some people would be listening to that and being like oh actually you need people who can kind of scamper through for a single but you don't want singles you want the people who can hit no, the big boundaries exactly. right? you want
1: if you, you've got to get to 12 get to 12 and then you're at least 50-50 mm-hmm. um, which is two sixes and who, who smashes sixes like the best from Sharma um,
2: that's Sharma, Gale, Joss Butler that is a, that is a dangerous I trio. think peak Gale
1: Oh, actually on, on the topic of Gale and this is a bit of a, a digression did anyone see uh, was it Crick Info or the ICC did a poll of like they're doing like a, a yeah, yeah. who was the best T20 batsman and they put Coley against Chris Gale uh, and obviously, what? obviously Chris Gale was going to win yeah. well no, no Coley was winning because obviously he's Indian and everyone's just voting for the hometown boy but all of the non-Indians on Twitter, uh, <laughs> gang- it, when I looked at it, it went, it went you know, in about seven hours or something. It went from 50-50 to 80% Gale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Polls are dangerous like that. A second Twitter poll, uh, and then we'll, 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 we'll call this segment a go, Ross, and then you can talk about video games. Um, one of our followers, or, or may, maybe mutual followers, um, the Shoreham Swingers Cricket Club, uh, mm. are in a logo competition um, On the, the, they compete in something called the Sussex Slam uh, and on oh Twitter yeah. at Sussex Slam they were in a, a logo competition with Aldwick Phoenix who had a much worse logo I'll be honest I mean the Shoreham Swingers logo is a martini glass with a set of car keys in <laughs> <laughs> um, they won um, I, I like to think it was because of us retweeting them near the end um, <laughs> they won by two votes at in 500
2: that is good so, that is really really good uh, that is I've, actually, super I've actually played against, against Aldwick I've, I've played against Aldwick twice in my life yeah. and they both batted out once they batted out for 59 overs in a Saturday game and then the next time they batted out for 57 yeah.
1: well, they don't deserve to be through in a T20 logo competition do they um, follow along with that we won we, we're the swingers we want them to go all the way
2: <laughs> we do we, we, we love swingers on this podcast don't we Max
1: in swing, out swing, all, all kinds of swing. Yeah. Anyway, that's um, that's Rovers. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, we're going to take a very short break, and then Ross, um, video games.
2: South Africa have made a real mess of this, and run out, and
1: Australia are in the final. The match has been tied. What a mixer!
2: Unbelievable. How on earth did South
0: Africa make a mess of that? Batsy had been given a message of 229.
2: Yeah, so talking about the wonderful world of video games, and cricket games in particular, um, I got really bored at the weekend, and I kind of was missing cricket so much that I went on the PlayStation and downloaded Cricket 19. So this is the game created by Big Ant Studios, and uh, I think it's an Australian game. Um because all it's all set up to be australia. I'm not sure if I've set it as Australia it's all set, set up, up to as. be australia well, it's got the bloody the wickets and the runs the wrong way around oh right uh, I see and it's got i've just got I think I've just got david Warner's face just on it all the time <laughs> <laughs> no
0: one, no one wants that <laughs> so, uh, uh,
2: so that, that's a, at least a little bit annoying, but it is an actu- it's actually a fantastic cricket game um it's a really good way to pass the time and it's like one of those things where It allows you to create everything yourself. So it's it's kind of like cricket sims, almost. You can create your own own stadiums, your own competitions, um, teams, players. You can even create your own umpire. I don't know why you'd ever do that. Can they? Can can
1: you give them like umpire stats?
2: Uh, I I, I haven't yet to create my own umpire yet. It
1: took me quite a few
2: hours to create the I Don't Like Cricket Club on there the other day. (laughs) Well, Ross, did you have a productive Sunday? Uh, Yes, yes I did. I created 12 IDFCC players.
0: I'm glad we made the cut. (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, well, this is what I was going to say, Max. Did you enjoy my mock-up of you? So we've shared this on Twitter. Oh, have we? Oh, that's good. Um, Max, what did you think of yours?
0: Uh, I thought it looked like Bill (laughs) Oddy.
2: Uh, but Max, if I'm perfectly honest with you, you are an incredibly good opening batsman. I've made you five foot one <laughs> on the game, so every single time they thing? bowl a short, could you not do real, right? ball...
1: Did it not go lower than that?
2: <laughs> yeah, five foot one is as low as I can go, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but what is interesting is every time they bowl a short so ball, why? it goes over shoulder height and it's a no ball. Love it. So they they, they didn't think of that, did they? And then. Yeah. Uh, what, what I love about this is that like, the gameplay is actually really good, um, the commentary is obviously rubbish because it's Michael Slater, Slats. He, yeah. doesn't, doesn't, Slats. he doesn't talk about the car though, he no, doesn't talk really about the Hyundai, oh. um, no he doesn't talk about the Hyundai, um, but what is good is that depending on the height of your players they've actually done it so um, the running between the wickets is at different speeds, so you open with my brother who I've made six for eight, <laughs> What, what, so literally, you, you, by the time he's completed a run, you've only completed half a run.
1: So basically, the taller you are, the more effective you are at running. Correct. And Correct. there's no speed stat that comes into this.
2: Zero, zero. There is zero <laughs> way to control the speed.
1: <laughs> so there's a bit of
2: stuff like that that makes these kind of cricket games so wonderful because typically they aren't. They aren't soup. They aren't great because there's so many intricate bits of cricket. They just don't either have the time to do it or they just can't be asked. Like on this game, you can't um, dive to stop a boundary. The guys just run and it's like ah, couldn't get there. Oh, that's it's what like, happened just... in the
1: seventies, isn't it? So,
2: uh, which I which I absolutely adore, um, and it is that kind of charm of shitness is what I'll probably call it. Um, and I was kind of just put it to you guys so you've obviously played some cricket games over over the years um just to kind of say what was the what was the charm that got you about the cricket game so what was good what was bad about it uh, max i know you're a big stick cricket fan
0: massive yeah and
2: and uh, mainly mainly because
0: i just i long to be uh lanky and tall like that i think <laughs> uh
2: well, what was so what was so good about stick cricket what was so bad um well
0: i, I stick cricket was mainly the the good side of stick cricket was mainly trying to you know score 36 off and over that was that was it wasn't it the um that was where the the draw was and it was actually it was really well put together just like it started out as a flash game
2: didn't it on, yeah. on the internet um uh, the amount the amount of times i didn't hit a six on the first ball and i'd just restart yep, the game <laughs> absolutely um the, the
0: downside of stick cricket, I think, is uh, when they introduced different types of bowling. So at the very start, it was just like right, right arm over fast. Then they brought mm-hmm. in left armers. they brought in spin and the leg spin, honestly. Every fifth ball is the ball of the century.
2: You you sound like such an old man who's like kind of scared of yeah, change. That is... you, it's, it's kind of that bit of going, well, actually, in the 1920s, everyone only bowled right yeah. arm over. For a did chuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you in the T20 era Max you're
1: not going to survive yeah. you're a dinosaur um, I in the past have had an array of cricket games um, oh. I had the previous Big Anna incarnation which was good uh, okay. it is, I think the ones Big Anna made are um, some way above any previous ones in terms of how the game works in, in the, it is at least somewhat representative of cricket instead of not Oh,
2: you, you mean you can't score? You, it's not going to really let you score 500 runs in a T20 like Brian Lara used yeah. to. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. Um, the first one I had, though, I mean, I had like some of the intervening ones. they don't leave memory in, in any strong memories to be honest. Um, the first one I had was Cricket 2004, the EA game. Oh, I had that. And two yeah. things, two or well, three things I remember about that. Uh, one, again, leg spin against the computer. The leg, it just couldn't play it. It would just chip ball after ball up to close fielders. Uh, I remember one more thing so we'll run through the main things that I remember Um, two when it came to bowling as well if you had a fast bowler on a damp pitch and um, bowled slow balls really short the computer couldn't handle that it would try and sway out the way and it would obviously the ball goes along the floor basically <laughs> <laughs> just, just I've actually away. got
2: it written down going playing as Sussex you could pick and David and bowl at his feet and it would it bounce twice and get him LBW
1: yeah um, and then um, when it came to playing the game slightly on the bowling side if you wanted to play it a little bit more seriously if you bowled like good line and length um, to a batsman they wouldn't play any shots to it they'd play it really well like the best opener ever impeccable judgement wouldn't edge anything would only play things in the stumps until their confidence got over whatever level it was then they'd immediately play a cut shot and stick off the second slip (laughs) (laughs) Um, and finally um, there was a button to track a guy basically run down the wicket and belt it back over the bowler's head and if you timed it right so just as the bowler was about to release the ball it would, it would launch a six if it was a glitch in the game every single ball would go for six <laughs> so that's what I remember about Cricket 2004 love it and I Absolutely. found probably all of the the key exploits um,
2: which is not which is not like you is it <laughs> uh, when it comes to... So, Brian Lara Cricket is obviously one we haven't really spoken about, and that game was just bonkers. Because I think it was it was a fantastic cricket game, and I think every single person that you'd speak to now about what is the most famous cricket game is definitely Brian Lara Cricket. Undoubtedly. And Max, Max, I think um, you've got uh, something to talk about in the um, Hall of Fame, about the very man.
0: Yeah. I'll certainly be, uh, be, be touching
2: upon that. So I think we should uh, call it quits on the uh, game there, and... Uh, let's go into the Hall of Fame just, the Cricket Podcast. Just quickly,
1: Ross, for anyone listening at home, what would you review Cricket 19 out of 10 for cricket fans, not for... Um...
2: Oh, it's, it's oh, easily a 10 out of 10. A 10 e- out of 10? 10. 10 out of 10. Honestly, for, for 30 quid, <laughs> like you can't really go In quarantine, what else are you going to do? I, and i tell you what, if anyone wants to play against us, Let's sort that out. We'll have a bit of a, co- a cricket podcast oh, competition.
1: We should set that up, yeah. Well, there, there is a county one going
2: on, isn't there? Um, oh, and so, so I watched some of those videos. They are rubbish. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, that's all good, lads. Um, another quick break, then we'll come back with the Hall of Fame and wrap things up. So yeah, um, we were thinking at, at Cricket Podcast HQ, um, wow. what could we do to pass the time uh, while no cricket is happening? Uh, and we thought, like all good cricket fans, that we should wallow in the nostalgia of the sport. Um, so we're setting up a Hall of Fame. Um, here's how it's going to work. Uh, each week, um, for the foreseeable future, we're going to bring, individually, a player that we think should go in the Hall of Fame. We're going to explain why that player should be in the Hall of Fame and then we're going to vote on it and one of the three players gets in. Um, the only criteria we've agreed on so far for eligibility for the Cricket Hall of Fame is that they must be retired.
2: I'm glad there's no other rules because when you said it, when you said before this, i are just going to go over
1: some of the ground rules. Uh, yeah, that is... Um, <laughs> that's what, they have to be retired. And we don't actually, we've not actually agreed that they have to be cricketers. Um... It could it could be people tangentially related. Step up,
2: Nick Knight. Oh wait, Blowers,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Blowers,
0: my dear old thing.
1: I think he did play one first-class game. Anyway, um, should we should we should we kick kick this off? Open the hall. Yeah, who who uh, who would like to go first? Um, well, we've not heard from Max since Corona coronavirus. So, um, Max, would you like to tell us who you think should be inducted um, into the cricket podcast Hall of Fame?
2: Uh, at- I'm, I'm currently picturing you Max by the way you've got a red velvet curtain behind you and you're, you're in slap up gear you are looking magnificent
0: that's how you're picturing me mm-hmm. despite, despite the fact that you can see my video
2: I've got a vivid imagination
0: <laughs> wonderful um, Well, okay, get the virtual background on mate <laughs> anyway uh, thank you for that Ross uh, yes Jack uh, so Ross teased it earlier my nomination for the cricket podcast fall of Fame is Brian Lara. Um, you know, let's just take a moment to remember some of his fine exploits. Uh, so, yes, he scored 400 not out against England, the highest individual Test cricket score in history. He also scored 501 not out for Warwickshire against Durham, which included 308 runs in boundaries. He was the second man ever behind only Donald Bradman to score two triple centuries in Test cricket. And also the second man ever to score two domestic quadruple centuries. So, you know, there's quite, quite a lot of runs. But what he should really be revered, revered for and thus inducted into the Hall of Fame is for bringing us Brian Lara Cricket. <laughs> um... It was the first PlayStation cricket game I ever owned and comfortably the best. I mean, let's just think of a few of the things that really made Brian Lara Cricket what it was. You could leg-glance middle stump Yorkers for six. That's great. To a useful um, shot. You could score...
2: They, I'm, I'm going to argue that they were ahead of their time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could score a double hundred against Australia with John Crawley if you wanted to. I, I did that. Uh, you know, bowling with Michael Atherton, because, you know, why not? Uh, four different bits of commentary from Jonathan Agnew. Uh, I, I always remember actually him going it's in the air and safe or it's in the air and out and that's that, that's, that's it. Um, polygon umpires uh, using their fingerless hands to raise the finger and um, I think all of this just proves, well all of this can be summed up and prove why it's such a great game when you consider that the original release spent ten weeks at number one in the gaming charts in 1995. Nice. So, um, you know, that's, that's yeah. it. The, the stats back it up. That's Brian Lara in the yeah. Hall of Fame for me.
1: I mean, are you trying to induct Brian Lara or Brian Lara, the 1995 cricket game there?
2: Well, I mean, I'll I leave that Max up I think Max is to... trying to get a personal endorsement from Brian Lara. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll leave that up to you to
0: decide.
2: Um, so, 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 Jack, how does this work? Do we then have to argue against well, Brian Lara, being there and go down like every dog has his day? Well, I think we've got a, a couple of days. questions
1: or a little bit of discussion around this. Um mm-hmm. Max, what's your favourite non-video game related Brian Lara moment? Um, well, probably
0: scoring 400 against England. Bearing in mind he scored was, 375 well, f- against England before previously. And then Michael Hayden... You were an absolute taken.
2: psychopath. It was
0: brilliant. It was, it was
2: so funny. Oh, what was the favourite thing about this, this guy murdering all your family? Oh, he
1: did it all at once. Took them all out. No, actually, Ross... Uh, what was your favourite thing about the guy murdering all your family? No, well, the week before, he'd murdered all my <laughs> uncle's family. He'd okay, so it scoring... already done exactly the same thing. I'm, I'm,
0: uh, I'm thinking scoring runs against the country that you're from and murdering your family
2: Did he leave one survivor at Warwickshire, Warwickshire <laughs> and then <laughs> played the next week and got murdered
1: there? It, it's
0: um, a very strange... Um, <laughs> Strange way of
1: looking at it, but yeah. um, I, no. In all seriousness, um, I, the Brian Lara he, he did some good things. I think peak Brian Lara is um, may in any best eleven cricket ever. I think cricket eleven ever um, in like ninety four through ninety six seven, he was just a beast. Um, but on the flip side, he was a bit of a shit captain, and um, th- yeah, that's the flip side.
2: Right. Not not everyone makes great captains though. That's fine. Yeah. Um,
1: it's a shame though if someone who isn't a good captain just is for ages. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a problem. Uh, he, he was he was he sort of oversaw the decline. I mean, I know it's not his fault, but uh, West Indian cricket when he started was really good, and then while he was in charge, it became really bad. So we've got to blame someone. That's a mark against in my book. Uh
2: huh. I think he's a strong opener though, Max. Strong yeah. opener to the Hall well, at the Well
1: I know, batting 3 did doesn't he? Oh, oh fucking hell! Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think he batted five a bit. Um, uh, he did play one of the best innings ever, 150 odd against Australia. Scored half the runs, um, batting last uh, against like McGrath and Warn. It was um, that's, that was a good knock. Uh, so that's in the plus column. Um, Brian Lara is a good one. Um, let's see if he ends up inducted. Uh, Ross, do, do you want to go to the next or shall I? Uh,
2: you can go, mate. I'll, I'll close. This, I'll close this out.
1: Okay. Well, right, my nomination for the Hall of Fame was going to be Ian Bell, um, but then <laughs> I realised he hasn't actually retired. He just didn't play last year, and um, we're locked down, so he, he won't be playing this year. Um, but you know, anyway, on a, on a lighter note, I've gone for um, another big player. And I think in this case, I mean literally as well as figuratively. Graeme Smith. uh, The South African, hailing from Johannesburg and nicknamed Biff. Which, in Afrikaans, uh, means Buffalo. Uh, He has that nickname. Because it sort of describes the way he bats. uh, Strong but ugly. Uh, He played a grand total of 117 test matches and accumulated 9,265 runs at 48.25, which I think uh, you should all agree is enough um, for anyone to go straight into any Hall of Fame uh, to play 100 test matches and average 48.25 as an owner as well. Um, But I think that with Smith, that that transcends the the Bears stats is that he did all of that Whilst being captain for 108 of the 117 games, in fact, he was the captain from the age of 22. Uh, after after another South African choke at World Cup, uh, <laughs> that, that's the voucher one. If you're um, <laughs> if you're playing along at home, um, and he became the captain, and I think the reason I've gone with Smith first is because when I was young, I mainly remember him batting. Uh, he came to England with his team in 2003 about the age when I was capable of watching like whole test matches or sessions of test matches and he just batted for fucking ever that size <laughs> uh, I think it was his second or third test as captain so initially when he took over as captain people were like you're 22 mate you're never going to be able to do it uh, and then like four tests in he'd scored two double centuries away in England <laughs> and um, <laughs> basically ran South African cricket and um,
2: I know he literally is running south of England. yeah he's no like, I mean he's pretty
1: <laughs> exactly um, it was an experience that was so demoralising for England that Nasser Hussein resigned as captain after just two of the five tests that series uh, <laughs> Smith would go on to see the back of Vaughan the man that replaced Hussein and the end of Strauss the man who replaced Peterson who replaced Flintoff who replaced Vaughan <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's, he's like the Queen he's fucking he's seen everyone off yeah um, I'll save a little bit of time here because I know we're, we're we're trying to keep this short ish. But he's also a beast in one day cricket, scored about 7,000 runs um, and won 92 of his 149 games. Uh, which is, like, for South Africa isn't bad. He's winning like all the games that aren't World Cup games. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the the final couple of things I will mention uh, in the greatest one day international of all time. Uh, When South Africa chased 434 in 50 overs to beat Australia, he scored 90 in 55. Um, Pretty good. And he is the record test captain winner. 53 tests. That didn't make sense in the sentence. He's won more tests than anyone else. 53 as captain. Okay. There you go, Graham Smith. Any questions? Any thoughts?
2: He is part of a team of massive bottlers, though. Mm. And he's he's been in charge, right?
1: Yeah, so I did consider this, and I was going to try and come up with an argument, but uh, he resigned as one day international captain after the 2011 World Cup, Mm. um, when uh, Dale Stane got hit for six by uh, a farmer um, in the (laughs) (laughs) semi-final... (laughs) <laughs> and they got they got dumped out. And then he didn't come home. To South Africa he went on holiday to Ireland with his wife, which is a little bit of a bottling move. Um, He's <laughs> got kind of like Alan Partridge
2: driving to Dundee that
1: one. And in a test against India in 2011, South Africa were chasing the record score ever. It's like 400 and, a million. Uh, and with three wickets left, they needed 20 off the last four or five overs. Uh, and Dale Stain basically blocked it out and um a lot of people accuse Smith of not saying like we've got three wickets left one you hear a few sixes uh, and in fact stain did hit the last ball of the game for six just because um, so they they ended up drawing um by 12 runs when they should have won um or could have won so there are two bad points but like he's captained and won 53 tests uh he basically, he basically built South Africa up to, into this powerhouse um, 2000s team. Uh, destroyed England like, multiple times away from home. Um, and he looked really ugly as well. I think it's a testament to like, hard work and um, pure self-confidence that somebody that ugly, who'd been told that they were, his, his nickname was Buffalo because <laughs> he was ugly, not because he was shot... See, so not, there, I, I good me.
2: characteristics. Good, was it? Was he a bit of a? Um, was there any kind of nastiness to him? We kind of like nastiness and kind of shit housery on here. Was there any of that?
1: Not really. He was quite arrogant when he was young. Hmm.
2: I mean, he, he did. Uh, he was part of the reason that uh, I suppose that Kevin Peterson didn't have never played for them. I suppose. So he's actually seen a lot of South African cricketers join England on his watch.
1: Yeah, but I think that's more geopolitical than Graham Smith's fault. I don't think Graham Smith came up with the coal pack system. I'm not sure about <laughs> that. I will check it for the next episode. But I don't, I don't, my memory is that he didn't.
2: Um, yeah. You know, why Graham Smith didn't go to court all of those times <laughs> and, try and battle against that, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that's that. Uh, Ross, who, who who would you like to induct and then we'll do the, the vote.
2: <clears throat> okay. Last but not least, this man has uh, has faced the most balls in Test match cricket at thirty one thousand two hundred fifty eight. He has got the most catches for a non-wicketkeeper in 210. Um, He's also got this beautiful quote that says, No dream is ever chased alone. He's a team man. And what I really like about him is that he once declared when he was a stand-in captain and when Tendulkar was on 194 against Pakistan and the whole (laughs) country hated him. (laughs) This is, of course, the Great Wall of India and Scotland, Raul Dravid. So what I didn't know about Raul Dravid is he actually played for Scotland for 11 games in 2003, scoring 600 runs, an average of 66. Not bad. Uh, so this guy also has hit um, 10,000 runs in both Test Match Cricket and ODI Cricket, and he has never gotten Golden Duck in 286 innings. That's,
1: um, that's a great stat. Love that. Fucking... The... Doesn't he have a diamond, Doc?
2: Um, I I d- didn't didn't come up on the uh, Indian fandom that I was reading <laughs> earlier. Um, but he is the only... Max, you're going to love this stat. He is the only player to have debuted and retired in the same game. Wait, what? So he played one 2020 match. Re- was two oh, right. there, And he retired there. Amazing. Um, and he's also um, before kind of Afghanistan and Ireland um, joined the uh, corral of test playing nations he'd hit a century in all of them mm-hmm. he's an absolute powerhouse yeah, a, a, he's a, got a, a big on numbers
1: on um, uh, he has got a diamond duck Ju- I mean just to have him, like played 200 tests or whatever not have a golden duck but have a diamond duck <laughs> And just for those
2: listeners who don't know what a diamond duck is, what is a diamond duck? It's being out without facing a ball.
1: <laughs>
2: In Test cricket that must be so annoying.
1: Um that's good Ross. Um Uh questions. I always think with Dravid, yeah. He's actually a bit boring. What's okay. what's the best Dravid think right, between us now, what's your favourite Rahul Dravid moment?
2: Um so, I mean he's he's one of those guys who's actually ruined a lot of cricket matches for other people and I quite like that
1: yeah but he like what's, the... a, what's your favourite test matches or, or cricket matches ruined
2: mm, did he bat out for like pretty much a day against England well, I don't know did he? when did he do this I honestly so I can, we can, we I... can,
1: we've, like with Lara. We've got like he scored 400 against England. He's scored 375. He's got 500. He has that 150 against Australia. He smashed mm-hmm. a few teams around the park. Uh, he smashed South Africa around the park in the 90 something World Cup. Uh, there's Lara's got like a, he's got a body of moments as well as as well as numbers. Graham Smith has got like getting rid of all the England captains and
0: mm-hmm.
1: like generally being quite aggressive. Pretty much and, single-handedly uh, making it a,
0: a dead ball when someone knocks up the bale of the stumps at the bowls Yeah, end of exactly. There's that? like With a Steven whole thing, thing
1: named Arthur. Gravesmith also has the most number of runs. It has the highest score by an away batsman at Lords.
2: What's Dravid for? Nothing. Well, Dravid did hit three double hundreds in a single season, hitting 270, 233, 222, all against uh, Pakistan, Australia and the uh, England
1: I think so. yeah I mean I don't know I'm not sure I'm convinced by this I mean it's, it's good obviously <laughs> but but um, well, nobody really, I mean there aren't in the world you need, you need a safe pair of hands in a hall of fame in this the way, world just to, to to talk about this from a different point of view his nickname is The Wall and mm-hmm. and um, we've got the buffalo people are more interested I think overall in like documentaries and films about buffaloes than walls there's only maybe one or two really good walls in the whole world there's the Great Wall of China one you can China. see from space you can't that's a lie so, there's the Great Wall of China and then there's like the Wailing Wall so no, Hadrian's got, Wall and then the Berlin Wall and he Wall. played for Scotland <laughs> and then the Berlin Wall but nobody liked that one <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I mean, none of these things are as good as like herds of buffalo and tigers and stuff this is what I'm saying Max I don't know what your thoughts on this situation are
2: I like a stoic.
0: Well, I mean, for me, the the thing is, did, you know, do any of these guys have a cricket game named after them? As their success yeah. led to a deal with Codemasters and Code. That for me, that for me is there's... the real real measure of of a true. To be honest, Max, if
1: you were the person trying to sell Lara, I'd have gone with Lara. Out of these three players, it's an absolute no-brainer. <laughs> you, you, you've you've sold him so badly. <laughs>
2: I, I just like the vet making you going. Oh, what a pair He's so good. They gave him a cricket game to put his name. So, okay, that's actually
0: that's actually true. So the first Brian Lara cricket game um, mm. was originally slated to be Graham Grouch's World Series Cricket, but um, on the back of <laughs> on the back of Brian Lara being so good and hitting loads of runs, they decided to cash in and got Brian Lara to put
2: his name to it instead.
1: Wasn't it Shane Warne's cricket club in Australia?
2: No idea. What I can't believe is someone was going to put Graham Gooch's cricket on a again. He already
0: had two before that. What? It was well received by critics. The Tiger oh, wow. words
1: of the. Um, <laughs> of
2: well, this is this is this was the point I was going to make. Just because you're really, just because they made a game about you, doesn't mean you're really, really good. Michael Owen, he had a football game.
1: Very John true. Daly had a golf game. Yeah. That's a good point, Ross. Um, we need to we need to bring this to a head. We need to do a vote, and then we need to close the show. Um, Ross, I'm guessing we, we we can't we can't vote for ourselves, can we? I feel like you can vote for yourself if you can really justify it. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna
2: <laughs> no, because all of that will do. Knowing both <laughs> all of the characters in here, which will never have anyone in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right, okay, well, who <laughs> maybe that could be then, our Ross? gimmick, Ross. Maybe that could be how we go with it. <laughs> who are you gonna vote for, Ross? Um, just pu- pure purely based on the flair element to it. And I think you should have gone down that route a bit much, Max, but um, it's going to have to be Lara for me. Yeah.
1: I, um, of the two two options, I'm going to go with Brian Lara as well. Um, Max? Uh, well,
0: between, uh, between Smith and Dravid, I would go for Smith, based on an article I read the other day where they asked Anderson and Broad who the most painful batsman to bowl against was, and they both said Graham Smith.
1: Graham Smith basically broke Anderson's back in that series. Yeah, <laughs> that's how good he was. Um, in the um, that's that's a good show, and we're going to put that. That's, on that's a strong three. I think it's yeah. a strong three for the opening Hall of Fame. We'll put that is on Twitter. Um, and the way this is going to work is that the loser that can't be up for the Hall of Fame nomination for six months, <laughs> okay. but whoever finishes second can come back in a month. There you go. You've got a month cooling off period or six months. Um, we won't tell the people on Twitter that. But,
2: um, I'm, I'm going to write to Raoul Dravid and say have you done anything interesting in your life? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right.
1: Um, thank you very much for listening everyone at home. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope, I hope this has um, given you peace of mind and something to laugh at in hard times. Goodbye. See ya. Bye.
2: The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.